Welcome to EnviroMinded, the podcast where we have conversations with people who are making better happen in their communities, industries, and our world. My name is Adam Niederprum. This is the second half of a live panel we recorded in late July. If you haven't heard the first part of the panel in EnviroMinded episode two, we recommend going back and giving it a listen. The panel was recorded live at EnviroMedia headquarters in Austin, Texas. We invited six influential business leaders from very different backgrounds. Our panelists included Hugh Forrest of South by Southwest, Eric Day of Dell, Chris Plonsky of University of Texas Athletics, Melly Price of Capital Factory, Chris Wallace of Texas Association of Business, and Edgar Girbellini of Austin Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Our theme, Is Texas Still Good for Business, is a question getting national attention with the so-called bathroom bill being debated in the Texas legislature. But we focus on much more than Texas, including is diversity just a buzzword? And how can business leaders have a positive impact on our divisive national debate? I'll keep reminding you who's speaking, but for now, let's start with a question from our moderator, Greg Barr of the Austin Business Journal and his question for Eric Day, Vice President and GM at Dell. At, at ground level, at a company, are you conscious of those kinds of situations that Melly is talking about and getting people together that way and trying to you know, keep diverse and inclusive groups of people you know, together to talk about issues and learn, learn from each other? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really funny that you say that because this morning for four hours, um, Dell has launched this new project called Mark, and it's called Men Advocating Real Change. And I trained 22 very white 45-year-old men and two white women. Um, and um, this training, to your point, it, 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 is, it is about diversity and inclusion. I get what you're saying there, but um, it, it was amazing to, to see the light bulbs go off in these men and they really started to share. And the very last video that we sh that we show is this. Um, it was in Turkey, and it was this deaf couple. Um, and Samsung had gone and did this whole entire activation where they trained about 150 people to learn sign language. Um, and these and, and and they they literally placed these people around this deaf couple, um, and they were all speaking um, um, in ASL with them. And, and, and they ended up going to the town square in Istanbul and there was this um, screen and this woman was on a camera and actually talking to them via technology. And he was so touched that they did this activation, um, it, it brought him to tears. And to see this group of men to understand that, you know, diversity and inclusion isn't necessarily about being gay or being black or being Hispanic. It can be about size. It can be about hearing impairment. It can be about um, why. It just was so amazing. Age. Age. Um, literally, this one guy was was so touched by it because he realized in this training that he had been there was discrimination against him because he was short. Right, and he was 45 years old, and he was just realizing it, and and it was just—it's amazing what companies can do with these conversations to bring this human element to really start this really interesting conversation, um, to make them realize that something like this bathroom bill is an issue, even though it might not affect them yeah. every day. This is Melly Price, co-founder of startup incubator Capital Factory. We need to create safe places for people to evolve. Yeah. yeah. Right? We're all perfectly imperfect. Yeah. 
and, and businesses are a great place to do that because we have aggregations of people, you know. And so are our teams. Chris Plonsky, Director of Women's Athletics at University of Texas. Think about how you build a team. A coach doesn't go out and recruit 12 absolute all-stars who are exactly alike. That would be the worst team. They get this mix of people, strengths, flat spots, weaknesses, complementary skills, differences, and they meld together for one common purpose. I mean, we can look... I've never coached many children are alive today because I didn't because I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I love to be around our coaches and watch them. Think about Tom Herman is 115 different guys. Karen Aston has 15, Shaka has 13, volleyball has 12. And they've got to get all these diverse people from different parts of the country, international, different parts of the state nothing alike personality-wise, and make them team build. And teams represent, to me, the microcosm of life. They eventually go into business somewhere. And if they've learned how to communicate, find out somebody else's differences or commonalities, um, what do you like, what, what do you not like, but there's one common purpose, which we're all talking about today, what makes Austin and our state great, um, losing any of that is a total loss for everybody, not just one person. So it, it's really interesting to me that if we don't tackle this, somebody else is going to have the conversation for us. And, and in our world, it's the NCAA. I mean, you saw what happened in Carolina. Yeah. They had that conversation for them and said, a group of presidents, head of the NCAA said, not going to take events there. Very powerful higher ed comment. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they were kidding, and several others followed suit. And what a loss for that state. Edgar Girbellini, President and CEO of Austin Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. I really, I completely agree with your point, because, and also Melly, because we do have to change the argument of, is it just diversity training that we're looking at, or learning to be more authentic people? Because if you are working with a team, you have to trust those people that you're with. And, and you're at work, you're gonna be in the weeds and you have to trust and make sure that person has their back. I remember years ago when I discovered what intersectionality was and it blew me away and I'm like, I'm gay and Hispanic, but also white and male. Whoa, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know it's like, wow, I'm, I, I'm also a part of that oppression in a way and, and I really had to kind of move forward and train myself forward for that. So I think it's more of, it's not that I'm right and you're wrong or that you don't, don't know anything. It's we all have learning experiences to have. And we have to be honest and, and also compassionate about everyone else that's learning in that curve. Yeah. Melly Price. And I will say I am, I, I, search, I search for the gratitude in what's happening in, at a federal level right now. And I would like to thank Donald Trump for bringing us closer around this issue of learning to appreciate each other. I, I can't drop the mic, I'll break it. Okay. And is that something that's reached, you know, with a statewide organization in terms of building, you know, building, you know, inclusion, 
training or you know any of this is that something that people businesses are can reach out to you to you talk bet. about yeah chris wallace president of texas association of business you know just just uh, us being involved in this issue us opposing sanctuary cities particularly mm -hmm. the amendment to show me your papers there at the last minute uh, has said a lot to our members uh, our members have embraced this uh, and it's causing uh, small businesses, for instance, all over the entire state to, to think twice about what they're reading in the paper. And don't just read it, but react to it and to call their legislator and say, I agree, I am a constituent of yours, possibly a contributor to yours, and I want you to oppose the bathroom bill. I want you to support our minorities that we have in our community. They're my workers. I need workers. We need Texas to really be open for business. So, you know, for a long time under Bush and Perry, we bragged and we were the envy of many states and countries as the Texas miracle, right? What other states were experiencing in terms of their economy and the downfall, we were not experiencing here in Texas. There's a reason for that. We worked hard to create that. We want to make sure that we get back to those times and not have a piece of legislation such as the current SB3 uh, do anything to uh, disallow that and to tie the hands of our businesses to be able to recruit top talent from all over the world. And that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. We cannot, you know, if, if this thing passes, which it will not, if it does, any part of it, any amendment, it will read bathroom bill passes in Texas in papers everywhere. It will not read bathroom bill passes in Texas with exception of schools, with exception of municipalities, non-discrimination ordinances, etc. It's bathroom bill passes in Texas. That is bad for our brand. So that's why we're in this fight. And that's why we thank all of you as well for being in this fight. Because as said by the distinguished panelists here, they, they get it. And we all have to be engaged as a team. And uh, we have to speak in, in one voice and we have to speak very loudly. Eric Day of and, and, and Just really quick, we've been talking a lot about recruiting because of this, um, but there's something that we haven't talked about which I think concerns the likes of Michael Dell and Mark Zuckerberg and Tim Cook and, um, and, and American Airlines and these Texas companies, is that they not only won't be able to recruit, but they will lose talent, right? I, I, after 18 years, because of this stupid piece of legislation, I'm looking my career in the eyes and going, is this really where I wanna be, right? Is this what I'm gonna do? I'm actually contemplating having to leave this state that I've had as a home since I was 18 years old, and I'm thinking, maybe this is not where I wanna be. If I'm having that conversation with myself, my guess is that there's a lot of people in this room and even more thousands of people around the state that are having that. And, and the likes of these CEOs are having to think about, oh my gosh, I not only can't recruit, I'm going to lose some of my best talent. Um, it's bad for business, period, on so many different levels. We're going to be out of time fairly soon, but I would like to find out if there's anybody in the audience that has a, a question specific on a topic for one particular panelist or something that you'd like to hear them kick around a bit. Does anybody have any questions? Right here. The first audience question was directed at Chris Plonsky, the director of women's athletics at UT, and it was about Title IX and if Title IX had any effect on the debate of the bathroom bill. 
Well, again, Title IX was a law that was a, that precluded discrimination in federally funded agencies. I mean, everybody thought Title IX was about athletics. It's, you know, it was nuts. I mean, it was about equitable opportunities, breaking glass ceilings, and I mean, walk classrooms in the prior to 1972 in science and engineering and math, and you probably would see a lot of white men and very few women and very few people of color. So the, the discrimination part is very real. And to me, that's what Title IX has always represented, just supposed to begin the eradication of that in federally funded environments. The next question was for Chris Wallace of Texas Association of Business, and it asked if there's anything individual consumers can do to shift dollars away from legislators or companies that support the bathroom bill, and if there is more information that consumers can find. There is, uh, quite a bit. Uh, one, uh, mid-September, uh, you can find it online at txbiz.org, we will publish our scorecard and that's how legislators uh, rank on business-related issues approved by our board uh, in the regular and the special. Uh, this will be an issue. Uh, it was a vote in the Senate in the regular. It was a vote that just obviously passed the Senate in the special. So senators will be ranked on this issue. So we encourage people to look at their overall scores, and including this issue, and uh, make your pocketbook match what's on that scorecard. So when you receive a solicitation from uh, an incumbent that is running for office or another pro-business candidate who's running for Congress or whatever it may be, then uh, look up their record. If they're incumbent, there's a scorecard. If not, look up where people that are challenging those incumbents, where they stand on these issues in terms of pro-business issues. But to dive just a little bit further, in 30 seconds, is we are in every part of the state as we speak. We are uh, uh, making sure that we are having a business influence at the very local level, grassroots, grass tops, making sure that we are recruiting pro-business candidates. We have a target list, if you will, of those who are not pro-business, and we're making sure that they have an opponent mm -hmm. and yeah. that those opponents are well-funded. You know, sitting here looking at Chris, I was thinking, you know what's cool about basketball? you only have to win by one point. <laughs> so they need 78 signatures for HB 46 um, to, get it, to, to get it moving forward. All we gotta do is not get to 78. You know, and, and so really we are down to, when you get down to the math, it's tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point, it's not. As a business person, I think, wow, who knew $7 million in political contributions could buy the state of Texas? You know, I mean, there's, there are real numbers. We can, we can impact very reasonable moderate Republicans and create a safety net for them in districts that matter, places like where Joseph Kopser is running, places like where MJ Hager is running, where we can say, hey, we've got your back. I am, you know, obviously I'm a Democrat, um, but quite frankly, it's not because I want to be. It's because I have to be for my social justice issues. And I want guys like this to know that I would actually consider crossing lines if we can align on the things that matter. I think you know we're blurring the lines of Democrat and Republican, and now is the time to back people who will get out of the social justice game.
Not that I have an opinion about it. But. <laughs> Another question for Chris Wallace of Texas Association of Business. Question was, what are the specific messages that TAB is sending to legislators? You know, uh, we had some executives from IBM in Belinda last week, uh, national. Uh, we converged on the Capitol in various rallies. One, we had a large press conference, as was mentioned, where businesses, uh, leaders in tourism kicked it off. We've had rallies in law enforcement, uh, rallies with faith-based leaders uh, coming up, uh, women rallies as well that are coming up to make sure that all voices are being heard. And what a lot of legislators have told our business leaders thus far, <coughs> excuse me, is that, you know, we really do not want this to pass. We know it's bad for our state, but I'm going to vote for it anyway because I'm going to be primaried, as Natalie said I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. I'll be voted out in my district if I go home without something passing. So what we have to tell them is that there are consequences to these votes. And what we're doing is making sure that business leaders in their own district are speaking out and business leaders, large and small, in their own district realize what, how their legislators are voting. You'd be amazed, uh, probably not here in Austin, but you go outside of Austin into East Texas, far West Texas, even North Texas, South Texas, people are not aware of this issue. They hear about it, oh, the bathroom bill, but they're not engaged. They don't read about it. They're not engaged in this issue like we all are. So that's where we have to do a better job of engaging uh, the average person. Uh, I've got a big family event next week. A lot of them are from North Texas. They're mid-sized small business people. They're not engaged in this issue. They're going to be after next week. <laughs> and so we all have to do that. We all have to uh, tell our family members, our colleagues, our vendors. Think how many vendors support Dell. And so, and I know Dell is telling their vendors, look, this is what we believe. This is what our founder, chairman, CEO is speaking up. We need you to speak up as well. That's what it's going to take is that collective voice. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the faith leaders um, because they do not get enough appreciation mm -hmm. for the leadership they're providing. Marriage equality passed because love won, not LGBT marriage won. And I think we're, we're at that precipice right now. We need the ADL, we need the ACLU, we need all of us that suffer from discrimination to understand this is about the first layer of peeling back discrimination. And you know, you set that precedent that where, where does it go from there? So recognizing the allies that we have through the faith leaders that have really, really stretched themselves to just say this is about, this is about human dignity. Right? This isn't about LGBT. You're about to hear from Hugh Forrest, Director of Programming for South by Southwest. One of the uh, great things about this panel is hearing Melly talk about sports, because I've heard Melly in many uh, <laughs> forums, but never heard her talk about sports before. <laughs> um, and uh, the one point thing we'll remember. But Chris, question for you. There's a you know powerful owner of a certain football team in Texas. Has there been any engagement luck in getting him to speak out on this you know uh, not him uh, personally but uh, his team yes uh, those his... of you in the room that don't know we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> <laughs> they're a football team in Dallas I just wanted to make sure the room knew what's going on yeah. we're doing our best we're doing our best we don't think Mr. Jones wants this issue to pass 
uh, it's bad for his business. <coughs> he did not build AT&T Stadium in Arlington to not have another Super Bowl. And that's what he knows that he risks in not having another NFL draft. We have uh, eight radio ads on the air today, uh, many in North Texas. There is one that actually is a husband and wife talking about, hey, it's football season coming up, and uh, Dallas is so home to be, uh, uh, so proud to be hosting the NFL draft. And there's silence, maybe, because uh, if the legislature gets their way and Austin the bathroom bill passes, Dallas could risk not hosting the NFL draft. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, their own stadium, could risk not hosting a future Super Bowl. That's what's at stake. So uh, there's a lot. Uh, business but, leaders. But he won't come out and say that, correct? Uh, we know he has weighed in privately for a fact, uh, but publicly is, uh, we're doing our best. And here's Greg Barr, the moderator of the panel from Austin Business Journal. I'm going to turn it back over to our host in one second. I will leave you with one final thought that I, I just saw when we were talking about, where I was thinking about inclusion today and diversity in this whole panel. And I came across a quote from a survey by a company some of you may have heard of called Salesforce. Um, but the quote is this from a national survey they did. Employees who feel their voice is heard at work are nearly five times more likely to perform at their best. That was episode three of EnviroMinded and the conclusion of our panel. Is Texas still good for business? You can find more episodes of EnviroMinded wherever you get your podcasts. That's EnviroMinded, one word. My name is Adam Niederprum. EnviroMinded is recorded live at EnviroMedia, an agency dedicated to health, sustainability, and the environment since 1997. You can visit us at EnviroMedia.com. And if you find yourself in beautiful Austin, Texas, come by and see us.